Greetings and welcome to On Frame, conversations about arts with host Alejandro. You're listening to CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can also download the podcast on Frame Radio on iTunes for free or follow us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. The guest for tonight is Marcel Petit. Marcel is an independent producer, filmmaker, and photographer from Saskatoon, where he runs his independent production company, MPET Productions. Marcel has several film video works to his name, including a few short dramatic pieces, to several short videos, to three feature documentaries. The name of the documentaries are Hookers, a documentary made in 2008, and the PISIM project in 2010, and the Jim Brady story in 2011, which he co-directed. He's also also a community activist and a strong believer in hope and change. He's, he's of Métis origin, a Jedi, a person who cares. He loves cookies. He has passion for Star Wars. Welcome, Marcel. Oh, thank you. Welcome. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you. Well, you have done a lot of uh, different things along your uh, career as an artist in Saskatoon and a lot of contributions. And I would like uh, if you can share a little bit about your practice, your involvement in Saskatoon and if you're from here or if not, where you came from. Well, I grew up here. I grew up in Saskatoon. I was born here. I spent a lot of time coming and going up north. I was in foster homes when I was younger, and but I spent the majority of my life here and in a few foster homes, but the most of my childhood has been here. I grew up here in the core neighborhoods. I went to I went to St. Mary's. I went to the King George, Princess Alex, um, and I've lived probably everywhere in Saskatoon. I'll, I'll, I'll be because of different reasons, mainly because I was probably kicked out of most places that I went to because I partied too much. But yeah, this is my home, and um, it's 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 an amazing, amazing city. I've um, like it's 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 done so much for me. It's it's helped me become who I who I was. I watching how much it's grown and how much it's 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 still a little city. I know we try to be a big city, but um, we're not a big city. Um, we still have that small town flair. Um, we don't even have a coffee shop that's open after six o'clock on a Sunday. So that tells you, and everything's closed down by a certain time on Saturday and Sunday. You go downtown right now; the only places you can go to is is bars. So that tells you, we're we're still a fairly little place. That and um, but it's it's beautiful. It's an amazing place. So you have uh, your career has been informed by your life experience as many artists you have uh, you're an accomplished photographer and an accomplished uh, film or video producer what can you tell us uh, about uh, about that uh, what informs your work hmm. well thank you for that the accomplished part that's nice to hear um i don't know you know what when i was growing up um going back to the star wars because i'm a star wars geek I knew I wanted to be a filmmaker a long time ago because of people like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin, Laurel Hardy, and people like that. All the good black and white films. Um, when Even when 1930s and 40s, when films were really, really good, not compared to today where most films aren't very, very good. But I t it kind of took a back story because I, I didn't think I had a right to be a filmmaker or an artist. I didn't even know what that meant, right? Um, I knew it was there. I, I didn't see any Aboriginal people, Indigenous people on, on TV. When I finally saw it, it was Chief Dan George, um, the gentleman from Beachcombers. Then I sort of knew I had a face and I had a right to. And it wasn't until in my, until my 30s when I finally decided to um, 
take that step. And I was working at Saskatchewan Native Theatre when it was on 2020th. And I took a chance one day. I walked outside the door and I went to film school and everything changed after that. I, I, I knew I wanted to work with young people. Um, I, I also knew I wanted to work with older people, people that come from crappy places. I wanted to, I wanted to hopefully help in some way, not fix or save because I don't have the saver mentality that I'm going to save people. But at least if I can build a relationship and give a helping hand, that's what I wanted to do. So becoming a filmmaker and becoming an artist, really, I want to try and see if I can intertwine what I did working working at Core Neighborhood, working, doing some work from Straight Up, working for Sky App, working for the Open Door Society, and working for all these different agencies in Saskatoon really helped me grow at the same time and learn and educate myself. But it stuck with what I wanted to be. I wanted to be true to myself because I didn't want to become a filmmaker that just made Transformers 18 and, and Batman 14. I wanted to make good movies. Um, and I wanted to make documentaries, but I wanted to make documentaries about where I came from and who I knew and, and kind of what I knew best. And because I always tell people, if you're going to write about something, if you're going to shoot a film about something, write about what you know. Um, if, if the best you know is, is Roster in Saskatchewan, write about Roster in Saskatchewan, right? If you know about farming, write about farming. And so I wanted to stick with, but I also wanted to give that voice. That was the other big thing is that I work with, I work with and have worked with a lot of people that don't have a voice, whether they're, they're brown, marginalized, white, marginalized, poor, in poverty. I wanted to give people voices, and, and I wanted them to be the voice and not me to be the voice. I just wanted to be what would be the, almost a conduit to, to allow them to be who they were. And I think it's work, working, and I hope it does. Um, the photography is... I always tell people, too, is you need something to do to get away from what's around you, whether it's gardening and such like that. And photography and film is my way, my, it's, it's my work. It's what I do 24 hours a day. Um, but I work with young people. I work with older people. I, I work with new Canadians. I, I hopefully give the best I can be um, while I'm here on this earth to try and make sure that I, I give something back because somebody's given me something, so I need to give back as much as I can. Well, that's, that's beautiful and well said. Uh, you mentioned that you went to film school. There's no film school in Saskatchewan. No. So uh, I, can you just elaborate a little bit more? How, what was your path to go to school and the challenges that you needed to overcome just to fulfill your dream? I think the biggest thing was money. I know, um, I know the, the film schools in Saskatchewan, there's a... Um, University of Regina has a four-year program, and I no disrespect to the four-year program. I think it's 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 great if you want to do four years. I always tell people you don't need to go to film school to become a filmmaker. Just pick up a camera and tell me a story, right? Um, whether I like it or not doesn't matter, and whether somebody else doesn't like it or not doesn't matter. Just go make a film. Um, and I now know Shane Metcalf has a film school here in Saskatoon, and and I don't know if PA the um, Old Sias still has one there, but I knew I wanted to get out of Saskatchewan too. Um, so I took a chance and went to um, Pacific Audiovisual Institute in, in Vancouver. And the hardest thing was money. Um, but I, I trusted and I had faith. I had faith that everything was going to come through. So I applied and got in and I still didn't have any money to, to live there for a year. 
I got one. I got a grant, um, and I got a small, small um, honorarium from from another group, and it all worked out. I, I spent a year there, and it was an amazing, amazing year. I, I was probably one of the oldest people at the film school, so I think a few people thought I was the teacher, and because everybody that was there was under probably under twenty five, and at that time I think I was thirty one, thirty two. Um, a little, no, a little older, yeah, a little older than that. And but I needed to do it because, again, another thing is I try to tell people is that if you're going to do something, whether it's photography or filmmaking or even writing, is learn the rules and then break them all. Um, try not to listen to the rules. It's good to listen to people and listen to to um, people that have come before you. But again, it's it's your writing, it's your film, it's your photography. I I can't tell you how to do it. Because it's your eye, it's your brain, and just enjoy it and have fun with it. And I think that's the other big thing that I've done over the past almost 12, 12 years of doing this is that I had fun. I I get to dress people up. I had a friend of mine jump off a cliff a couple years ago. Um, I I had a friend of mine stab another person in my bathtub, and and I got to and I get to work in such beautiful mediums, whether it's photography or writing or or film that it's so much fun. You don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know what it's going to look like. Um, you don't even know if you're going to like it after. But I have fun doing it. And I really, all I want to do is, I love making films. I, I, love, taking, I love taking photography. Um, even writing. I, I love writing. And it's, it's fun. It's fun to do. Yeah. You have mentioned some of uh, your work with uh, newcomers, Open Door Society, and the core neighborhoods. Uh, how social activism determines your practice? I think that's a big part of who I am. I, I need to make sure that I stick with, again, I need to be true to myself. Um, I used to call myself, a, I'm going to use a swear word, I used Go to call ahead. myself an asshole all the time um, because I like causing trouble. But I don't like causing trouble just to be an asshole. I like causing trouble to make sure people know that we're out here and we're listening. Um, because we need to treat each other better. Whether we're brown, white, or whatever skin color, or wherever we come from, whatever religion is that. I think a long time ago, I think somewhere down the line, we forgot how to look after each other. And that we're, we're one person on this earth, right? And I don't want to sound too hippie-ish, but we need to... It's trying to get back to that caring of each other. And... Like, like everybody else out there, I, I have my faults and I make my mistakes and, and, I, and I don't want to do things now and then. I go, ah, who cares about that? I'm just going to sit at home. But I, I think that's the problem, that there's too many of us just sitting at home not caring. And, and I'm not saying that I'm a saint and I do everything and that, that, I, that I can do it all, but I guess I'm just trying to, through my art and through myself, is just trying to be true to myself. So that's where my films come in whether it's the Pisan Project that, that was my second feature film that I d co-directed with my friend Angela May Edmonds, that it was about a group of kids in Cumberland House building an energy-efficient home. And I think that was a big thing, is that when I decided what kind of filmmaker I was going to be, I was going to make films about the environment, films about activism, but films about people, and hopefully giving people hope. And so it really, activism... And giving a crap about the world plays a big, big part of what I do. I, I tell people I want to pay the bills like everybody else. But I don't just do things for money. I just don't go, I'm going to go get this job and I'm going to make tons and tons of money. I do things because I care about them. I just won't do them. If people want to, 
I've, I've had people offer me money and work to, to go work some places, and I've said no to it. Because, again, I, I'm 47 years old. I, I think um, if they would have asked me 25, 30 years ago about giving me big money to do work, I probably would have said yes because I, wouldn't, I didn't care as much. But I was also an alcoholic, so I probably wouldn't have kept the job that long. But now it's, it's really just about trying to give back. Again, it's all, I, all I'm trying to do, and I, I, I worked with Mel from St. Edward's School on, a couple years ago, and I've got to finish this film for him. But there was a young boy that I shot in one of the films, the documentaries that I was shooting on for that trip to BC, and he kind of summed it up. He said, when, when I, before I die, I want to make sure that I've done something with, with my, my energy and my life. And, and that's basically what I want to try and do, is that I, I got a chance to be on this earth. I got a chance to do something and give back. And I... That's that's it. That's where the activism and the film and the art comes in is that giving back as much as I can. Not to be a saint. I don't want a street named after me. I, I don't want I don't want accolades. I, I, I'm not looking for anything huge. Um I just I just want to know that when I'm sitting at home I've I've given it all given it my all. How do you select the media to present your work? Because uh, there's different media that you mentioned you also do some acting. Yeah. And And there's something coming up soon uh, that I would like you to just uh, talk about that. Uh, but also, you have done several photographies, and what comes to mind was an exhibition that you did of Cambodian, uh, trip that you did to Cambodia, and then there's another exhibition of almost 10 years of your photography. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the photography is, you know, I, I love photography. When I, when I became a filmmaker, I think photography came along for the ride. Um, because it opens your eyes, you see things differently. It's kind of like stopping to smell the roses, right? And um, so um, I've done, I've done a, a photo exhibit. My, one of my very first photo exhibits was about Cumberland House, which was great. A lot of black and white photos. And then the second one was, was Cambodia, and I did a few smaller ones in between there. But the Cambodia one was amazing because I went to Cambodia last year with a friend of mine, and, and it was amazing. It's I always tell people Cambodia is like a, is like a, a photographer's dream. And um, I, I had such an amazing time. And, and so I did this one. This year, I'm, I'm doing a photo exhibit at um, Sky Up, just down the block from us here, about 10 years of my work. And I don't know how that happened. And I was talking to a friend of mine about it this morning, going, oh, I'm so bored of it. I don't want to even do it. Because I was trying to pick 10 years. It's like, it seems so boring. But... I had to go through all my pictures and try and figure out what pictures are sort of my favorite out of each of those years. And that was hard to do because I don't think I, I, I don't know if there's a favorite one. Like I, I could have picked every one of the pictures from Cambodia as my favorite for, from the last year, right? And so I had to really pick and choose. So it's 10 years of what I picked the very first picture I think I ever took as a photographer and to, to a few pictures from Cambodia and, um, And, and then I'm also going to do, because I, I, I think I am a little bit known for taking pictures of my feet. So I'm also adding about 60, 60 pictures of my feet to the exhibit, too, just to put something different in there and have fun. And it was, so yeah, the photo exhibit's fun. And um, I, I also have that play coming up at Gordon Tadusa's Theater. That's coming up in March. So I think March 8th is my opening of my exhibit of my photography. The play opens up uh, March 11th. And Curtis Petitus is directing it, and, and um, I think he's doing an amazing job from, from what I've seen at the rehearsal so far. 
and then May, I somehow I I remember when um, the the director um, sent me an email asking me to be in this play. I I thought she I thought she emailed the wrong person, and she no she was looking for me, and I haven't. Um, I haven't acted in a long time, and a lot, a lot of the other things that I've acted in was a lot of TV shows, and most of the play, and most of the things I acted in, I always die. So I thought I was a crappy actor because everybody just wants to kill me, <laughs> and um, so I get to play in the um, a play called Salt Baby that was written by this amazing playwright Fallon Johnson, um, and uh, I get to act with um, Dakota, Dakota, who's uh, who I work with at at. Um, the, the former Saskatchewan Native Theatre, Gordon Tadusa's Theatre, um, and I get to play her dad in it, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I, um, I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I thought, what if I suck? What happens if I suck? And so I'm hoping I don't suck that bad, but it'll it'll be interesting. So yeah, it's it'll be a strange. It's I've always wanted to do live theatre, and a friend of mine, um, Sky Brandon, I've always told him a dream of mine. Is all I've, I still want to do Shakespeare someday in my life, and so I hope that's coming up someday in my life is Shakespeare. I get to do something in Shakespeare. Yeah, that's interesting uh, because that also brings the subject of colonialism, yeah. and and it's interesting that you just want to play a part of something that represents colonialism in in in, mm -hmm. in 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 Canada. Yeah. It's it's strange, like you know, I've I've been reading a lot more on colonialism, and I've seen a lot of the the a lot of documentaries that have come out over the past probably two or three years from um, finding out about what the government's done to people, even to finding out how how young children in the foster system, Aboriginal children on First Nations, have been treated, right? And and I'm part of it, right? I I was part of the I was part of the foster system. I I, I was. I was sent back here and there, and I was supposed to be sold to a family. And I always say sold. I was supposed to be given to a family in, in the States at some point, and my mom got us back. And But, yeah, it's it's strange. It's That word is strange, and, and what we... It's I, I'm so glad that I learned it, because 15, 20 years ago, I didn't learn it from gentrification to displacement to to activism to... to um, to, to to colonialism it's like all these words it's I love it it's it's but I'm glad that we we, we talk about it now um, it's it, it makes me smile that people are scared to talk about it because I realize even with gentrification as soon as you say gentrification everybody gets their walls up and going oh I'm not racist and nobody's calling you racist it's just we got to treat each other differently right and um, and and think about how we're treating people and even colonialism is that I think people have to understand their privilege and their entitlement. I have to understand my privilege and entitlement now too, compared to 25 years ago when I was, I was a totally different person. Um, I, I can afford 20, 30 pairs of Converse shoes compared to 30 years ago, right? And so it's relearning, educating, and I'm hoping to do more films on that and, and bring it back to, kind of bring it back to Saskatoon and what Saskatoon means in colonialism and in, in our entitlement because Saskatoon is a pretty entitled city. It's a pretty privileged city and it shines it shines that way and that should be part of the logo in the front of in front of the, the city logo is that Saskatoon shines with its entitlement. Because we're we're pretty good at that. It's like setting up a barn outside the lighthouse with the open deck, right? It shows you our smugness to, to people that are across the street who are going through such terrible stuff, but we, we, we think we have a right to sit across the street and drink and have our 
$20 meals and, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of sad that we don't think about those things. And I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes and everything when they say, when I, when I say stuff like that, but it's true because we don't think about it because we're so entitled. We got our heads up so, so far up our asses. Sometimes we don't, we don't, we don't care. And, and I think there's a lot of people pulling their heads out of their asses now that they're actually given a crap and they're seeing that. It's kind of the point that nonprofits and, 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 and no disrespect to the food banks or homeless shelters is that we need to close these down. There's something wrong that we live in a country where we have food banks and homeless shelters. There's something wrong with all of us, not just the few, but all of us, that we, we think we can sit up on our little, our little benches and go, I'm going to save you. And rather than trying to go, okay, what can we do? But it's, I mean, it's about all of us change, changing, right? And, and I think that's where that art, me doing art and me, me learning has really helped because my art form has really helped me learn about all this stuff and go, and I've met some amazing people, amazing people that have educated me. Um, and I, because I was pretty dumb about all this stuff. And so, and, and I, but I don't pretend to know what I'm talking about either. Again, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, and I don't pretend to be. Um, as, I, as I told somebody, the guy that wrote this, the uh, McLean's article on La Lash a couple days back, Scott McLean, um, Scott Gilmore, and who I think who, he thinks he's the smartest man in Canada, and he, he has a right to talk about anything he wants. I don't want to become that person. Um, and that terrifies me to know that we have so many people in Saskatoon that are like Scott Gilmore, that think they know it all and know what's best for me and know what's best for a person down the street. And hopefully that's going to change. Yeah. How can you, uh, what is the process that you go through when you are uh, finding subject matter for, for your projects and what kind of research you just get uh, involved in? I think for me, one of the big things that I try to do is that... Um, I did. I did. I did a lot of movies on movies and smaller movies on missing and murdered women. That's dear to me. Um, so I, I try to do keep doing that work. Um, I'm still trying to do a lot of work on Métis heroes um, and and keep on that going because again, growing up, I didn't have a lot of. There's not a lot of books on Métis Métis heroes. We heard about Louis Riel and Gabriel Dumont, but nobody heard about Jim Brady. And nobody, nobody heard about Howard Adams and, and, and people like that. And so I'm trying to do films on that, even Jim Sinclair. And, because, and Harry Daniels, I'm trying to do a movie on Harry Daniels because he got Métis into the Constitution. Um, so movies like that are dear to me. And then also just whatever's close to, close to, whether it's the environment, whether it's about nuclear waste, whether it's about pipelines. I want to do movies like that and I want to keep doing movies like that. I want to do movies that shake things up. And make people think whether they they want to believe it or not, or whether they not they just go Marcel's talking out of his ass. If they watch the movie, then I've done something, and and I think that's it. Is just I don't pick and choose. I think whatever. I I tell people all the time. I said, you know what? I can I I can shoot a go shoot a movie. Don't wait for money. And so that's some t that's usually what I do. I just shoot movies. That was my question. Where how do you fund your your <laughs> your yeah. art? The money the money thing is is a strange thing. I do a lot of I do a lot of um, I'm lucky I'm lucky enough to get hired by a lot of good good organizations in Saskatchewan, um, and organizations that know that I'm a mouthy guy too, right? And they still hire me because the people a lot of people ask that 
don't you don't you you have to be quiet and i'm going i think a lot of people know that i am mouthy and i think people some most people kind of are okay with that and um so i've been hired by a few a lot of companies in in, in saskatchewan um they keep me busy and so that helps me pay for the stuff that i want to do which is my own stuff and um and again it's just go shoot the thing if you want to shoot a small little documentary if you want to shoot a small little dramatic feature or a comedy or a horror just do it there's not a lot of money for filmmakers out there there's not a lot of money for art out there um i'm not big part of clicks in saskatchewan so i i don't go to creative saskatchewan too much um sask art sports out there now and and um they've been good to me and um in Canada Council, I'm going to try another grant from them. But I know there's not a lot of money for arts out there. And and so it's trying to figure out how do you fund things and how do you get money and what do you have to do. I know a lot of two people do GoFundMe and those kind of sites and everything. I tried the GoFundMe and I got about $2,200 out of it. So that was nice. And now I just got to keep pushing forward and see when I can make that movie. And so it's really, I I just I just shoot things. And if the money comes, the money comes. If the money doesn't come, I'll probably still end up shooting it anyways and, um, and hoping for the best. So who had been your, your mentors or the people that sort of uh, you look up to when you are thinking of your productions on, on your work? I think one of the guys that first started it for me a long time ago was um, Doug Cuthand was big to me. Um, he, he was one of the guys who first brought a big feature film to Saskatchewan. And I think that was, that was Big Bear. And Doug Cuthand was big to me. And, and growing up again, I didn't have a lot of, there wasn't a lot of Aboriginal filmmakers. Um, I'm trying to think of the National Film, Guard, film Board guy, um, McLaren. He was, he was big for me. Anything, anything like that, stop motion. Of course, I have to say George Lucas and Steven Spielberg <laughs> were big to me when I was a kid. Um, they, they, they moved me, but people like Buster Keaton, right? Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin more so because they weren't afraid and they pushed and they pushed and they weren't afraid to fail. And I think that was a good learning thing scale for me is that learning not to fail, being okay with failing and getting back up and trying it again was a big thing for me. And So people like that. But when it comes to Saskatchewan, a lot of the mentors that I, I looked up to is like Maria Campbell, Doug Cuthand, um, and, and I'm going to say like Tasha Hubbard was, is amazing to me and she, she's taught me a lot and other filmmakers teach me a lot. Um, my friend Callan, who, who does a lot of those beautiful little westerns, he's taught me stuff about film and other filmmakers have taught me about film. And I think that's what a big thing for me is, is keeping humble. I don't consider myself the best filmmaker in the world. I, I'm, I'm not going to ever say that I'm a master of anything. I'm good at what I do, and, and I'm happy at what I do. And can I get better? Yeah. But I just need to learn and ask questions. And, and so it's good to have different people out there that are doing filmmaking and, and asking questions, right? And going, YouTube is a good place to go for a lot of questions, and it's taught me a lot. And, um, but yeah, it's it's... It's, it's amazing just, just doing it. I love holding a boom pole. Um, I love putting headphones on. I, I love getting down and dirty on, on, the, on the dirt and holding the camera and not even directing, right? Just because you watch people and you can learn so much from that rather than just pretending I'm just a director. I'm not going to do anything but direct. My head's not that big and my ego's not that big that I, I can't just do anything for I I'll act. I'll, I'll hold the boom pole. I'll... 
I'll hold up the 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 lights. I'll I'll turn. I'll plug things in for you. I'll I'll do anything you. I'll do what you need on a film set to to help the film come out. And even with photography, the same thing, right? I I don't mind being behind the scenes. I don't mind being in front. Give me something to do, and I'll I'll have fun doing it. Yeah. So then uh, we don't have much time uh, left. Uh, I wish we can speak for hours mm -hmm. uh, because I know you you do a lot in the community yeah. and. And there's some projects coming, uh, and and one of them that you work was the moving stories that it, it might happen again with uh, newcomers, as you mentioned, and also uh, you have uh, the exhibition of your 10 years coming up on SkyUp. If you uh, can uh, give us again all the details of of those upcoming events that you are involved. Moving stories was fun. It was a it was an amazing project. Um, not only for the newcomers that were p part of it and the, the indigenous people that were part of it, but to hear the stories, right? It, it, I think it's an amazing project. I want to do it again. I've learned something from that, like in the middle of winter on a bus that has a big, big, um, big um, furnace going, it, you need a good, couple good speakers. Um, but I think we should do at least twice, two of those a year because they're amazing. It's, it's a good learning experience, um, not only for the people on the bus, But I think for the people that are doing it, um, I think it, it's, it's such a, it's empowerment, right? And it's a teaching moment. And so that's amazing. So I hope I get to be part of it again. Um, again, the events that are showing up, coming up is Sky Up coming up in uh, March 8th is the, I think the, the, the um, opening of it. And so there'll be little dainties and food there of my 10 years of, of photography a um, few days after that is the opening night of um, the play that I wrote at um, Gordon Fetus's Theater up on Troupe du Jour in 914 20th Street West. And then May is I get to do some acting and see what else comes around the corner. And hopefully um, by the end, of year, the end of the year, I'll have a couple, at least a couple films out. I, I know I'm starting a YouTube series too that's going to be out soon too. And really it's a YouTube series to honor a lot of people that I grew up with but also to show different faces. And, and that one, I'm not, I'm not looking for any money. I'm, I'm just going to go, I'm asking people to tell me some stories in less than five minutes. And I'm going to put it on YouTube and call it In Conversation and just have different people that I know tell us who they are and what they want for the future and how they got to where they are. How can yeah. they get a hold of you? You can, you can find me on my website at mpetproductions at um, dots, dot dot com or or you can um, email me at mpetproductions at gmail.com well thank you marcel and wish you the best in all your enterprises and and thank you again not only for being in the in the radio program but all you do to community thank you thank you for listening to on frame radio conversations about art in saskatoon on cfcr 90.5 fm or streaming live around the world on cfcr.c if you really like the show drop your comments on facebook twitter or instagram you can also share a photo or you can also listen to the old programs on itunes